It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullinax and J.C. Sherbert. So how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with J.C. Sherbert and Phil Mullinax here with you. Terribly sad news this morning. We do uh, mourn the passing of Coach Mike Leach, a man who's just had the giant personality. Uh, we fly our Jolly Rogers at half mass this morning and uh, hug your loved ones tight. You never know. We know never, never, we are never guaranteed tomorrow. Uh, and uh, just awful and completely abrupt passing of Mike. We just hate it, hate it, hate it. All of our friends over at Mississippi State and everywhere he touched this man has, has indelibly etched his mark onto college football uh, and perhaps for the rest of time, really. His impact is, is hard to understate. You know, the uh, father of the air raid offense, basically – uh, you know, I think Chris Hatcher, Hal Mommy, Mike Leach, you, you always talk about those guys. Uh, you know, South Carolina perspective, I was kind of looking forward to the game next year because when he was at Kentucky, he said the end zone, the enclosed end zone at South Carolina was the loudest place he'd ever been. Um, probably would have, you know, if Carolina had ever wanted to go after him for the job, he, I think he probably would have been highly interested. He always thought a lot of the program. Um but besides all that, you know, here's a guy that's a, a you need more people like Mike Leach in life and less less cookie cutter people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, especially in college coaching where, honest to God, I think they they, they tell more falsehoods than politicians these days. Uh, and some rightfully so, some strategic. I don't think they're a bunch of liars. But, you know, when Spurrier hung it up, so to a friend of mine, uh, SEC media days got kind of boring until Leach and Lane Kiffin and Eli Drinkwitz, I got to give him credit, came into the, the conference. Um, it's just sad that somebody, you know, that's that important and popular uh, in in the sport is taken from all of us really too soon. But beyond that, you know, his family, certainly, uh, uh, you know, beyond our, you know, ability to miss Mike Leach and because he entertained us and uh, taught us some things, you know, and made the sport fun. Uh, I can't imagine what his family's going through Uh, because that's, uh, it was very abrupt and sudden. And so Sharon, his wife and his kids, uh, you know, just thoughts and prayers. And, you know, if I can say something besides thoughts and prayers, I would, because people sometimes get mad at you for saying that these days, but, Legitimately, prayers, thoughts, warm feelings, sympathy, great sympathy, uh, all that goes out of the Leach family. And also Mississippi State football, uh, you know, I, I don't – I know Tony Hughes a little bit from that staff, and I know Spurrier Jr. from that staff, not a lot of the other ones. But, uh, you know, certainly, you know, they've got a lot of young men on that roster right now who are probably like, wow, coach is gone. Um, you know, we went through this at South Carolina – Phil, it was uh, it was in January of 1989 when Joe Morrison passed away from a heart attack. Um, 
and that that kind of threw the program into a little bit of chaos for a while. Uh, you know, I think these days in college football, you know, you can put it back together a little bit quicker. But uh, it's just um, it's beyond sad. Uh, you know, sometimes I look at life and it's not fair. I mean, why take Mike Leach? You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's yeah. I guess, it, but, you know, the, the good Lord does not operate on our timeline. He uh, he calls people home when he's good and damn ready. And uh, it was Mike Leach's time to go. Not much more to say about it than that, uh, but certainly we're all going to miss him. I know I am uh, as far as just, you know, I watched all of his press conferences and you know, just I thought he was hilarious. I mean, you know, he's hilarious, but he, he like makes total sense too. You know, one of those guys that makes you laugh with what he says because it's clever, but it's also like you think about it, and you're like, well, that makes total sense. Yeah, um, I mean, he's you know, he's had some some interesting thoughts about you know how football landscape is changing, and then you know people would ask him what he would do about it, and while it was you know some of the stuff he was saying was funny, it was like actually thoughtful, <laughs> inspiring, yeah, I, and not yeah, bad right. ideas, you know, no, it's lo- like, logic, yeah, you know that's a great team. idea. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just an interesting guy. He's a lawyer, you know, didn't play college football, um, mm-hmm. just kind of did their own thing. Uh, so, Nana Sports chat box. Uh, sorry that it wasn't a more hyped up opening, considering today's the day we all get, probably all get to drink a stiff glass of Dowell and Loggins. That's right. That's right. And now, by the way, I found out Keith was calling him Logans. I found out it is Logans, like Kenny. So awesome. our fun, our fun there has just begun, my friends. So yeah, that's, that, that's right. good with that. The danger zone, footloose offense, you know. Um, Carolina Titan says good morning, everyone. Jerry says good morning. Great day to be a Gamecock. Condolences to the Leach family. Thanks, Jerry. Brian says morning, fellas. R.I.P. Mike Leach. J.C. and Phil, do you have a favorite Leach moment? I'm going to have to say my favorite. A uh, viral moment for Mike Leach is probably I, we can't even couldn't even pull. we were going to get some audio and prepare for them. But it happened kind of suddenly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you couldn't play it on the the show because it's profanity laced. When he's just like, <laughs> he's like, chances are something simple. Chances are, and then he's like, you're not going to pull mediocrity out of each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, you didn't make that play. Marcel McBath made that play. You're out of your mind. And I want it changed, you know. And I didn't know this till later, Phil. That was after a game they won. Oh, wow. They beat (laughs) Baylor but didn't play that well. And he's like, we won the game, but they beat us in all three. B and T. And I just went off. This is probably my favorite one. But then the wedding advice, the, the mascot talk, the. No, yeah, you know, the yeah. pirate stuff, all that. So, so what? What's your? Do you have a favorite? Uh, the, the the I love the marriage advice. Uh, the the first so reference to his fat little girlfriends uh, talking about the players not focusing on the field. And, you know, I mean, just what a what a treasure, <laughs> what a treasure, man. Me and I shared a a. a, a uh, an affinity for gummy candies too. I always related to him on that. Ah, <laughs> nice Love gummies. I like gummy. I like gummies myself. Uh, some of them. We got to be a certain flavor for me, right? Uh, but um, yeah, fat little girlfriends was epic. And he says he said uh, fat little girlfriends. Now they have some obvious advantages. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, they have some obvious advantages. Obvious advantages. So that was uh, that was great there. So and then the last epic chair flipping. That yeah, from well, this he past flipped season. the chair. He, yeah, he's he, like, I was not gonna. Yeah, he's like, I'm not gonna deal with this. He started turning. They don't deserve to sit down. They don't like, deserve to sit down if they can't catch the ball. Yeah, love it. Craig says logging his train, coming down the track, baby. Yeah. By the way, we put a meme on our uh, on our uh, uh, Instagram and Facebook page. Did I send that to you, Phil? The, 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 yeah, the, let me post the, 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 the dowel logins, you know. Um, Seth says, good morning, guys. Let's go on an adventure with Bilbo Loggins. That's right. Uh, John, more than all, missed a few episodes this week. Nice long weekend and gorgeous Tofino, B.C. with the missus. Congratulations, John. Nice. That's nice. I guess living up in the Pacific Northwest, you can get to British Columbia. Yeah. Followed everything on the message board, though. Whew. What a wild couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, that's been got, a ride. <laughs> I'm just now straight trying to kind of smooth all that out. You know, people are starting to calm down. But, man, it was bad. And, and I'll say this. I I think I, I, I'll i admit, you know, it's not normal that I meant that I mess up because you're not supposed to do that. But I think I messed up. I think I messed up. Uh, and I wasn't the only one that made this mistake. Brandon Marcello from 24-7 uh, also got this information. Like, I should have just – said it was Loggins when I found out Wednesday and, and not taking the bait because I think there was some bait put out there for recruiting purposes and because Beamer and the Gamecocks did not want that to be out yet. Uh, and I should have just said I have it, you know, and, and stuck with it and just not said anything because uh, I think that confused people more than uh, – more, and it, it, hurt more, it hurt worse than it helped because people kind of got their hopes up he wasn't coming. Uh, and then, boom, the rug gets pulled back out from under you. And that You should never do – this fan base is going to have to go through a few more weeks, like the last two weeks of the season, before they're not going to, like, overreact when they have the, the rug pulled out from under, you know, so to speak. A surprisingly bad thing. Um, and so that that will be – if I had to do it over again, uh, I, would, I would just stick to what I reported Wednesday night and keep going. But you got to go with what your sources say, right? You don't want to be wrong. So, and the situation, I, you know, because the more I, yeah, I thought, first of all, maybe the situation changed. Maybe he was talking to somebody else. The more I think about it, the more I talk to people, this has been the guy the whole time. I don't, I don't know that he talked, he may have talked to some other folks, but just more concrete info that I get, uh, the better feeling I have that it's been Dowell Loggins from the beginning. Um, so there you go. Craig mentions Mike Leach is only 61. Jared says, rest in paradise, Mike Leach. Unbelievably heartbreaking. Life is short. Don't waste on things that don't matter. GC fan says. Joey Sox says, um, morning, guys. First of all, RIP to the Pirate. Absolutely. Secondly, did y'all see uh, Dontavious Braswell's troll uh, Lloyd's post with his own love it. Yeah, he's number one. So now he gets that number, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Like, oh, get on out. Yeah, that Lloyd thing. I don't know, man. There's a lot, some, a lot going on there. Um, I, I, I will say, I'll continue to strongly say that it wasn't because of the OC hire. Uh, it was for a lot of other reasons. I think his injury situation. Now, now look, I'm not saying it wasn't because of coaching at all. Right. Okay. Let, let, let's, let's, let's compartmentalize here. That's, 
it's been difficult for many of us <laughs> the last mm -hmm. few days. Uh, I'm not saying it wasn't because of like usage or anything like that. You know, uh, the frustration from this past season, you know, uh, particularly, you know, with his injuries and stuff like that. But uh, so, so I can't rule I can't rule coaching out. But I will say that it's, uh, you know, um, I will say that that's a, uh, that's a uh, that that that's that's pro that could be part of it. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. That it'll all come out sooner or later. But uh, you know, people I talked to yesterday, you know, about the OC situation and Lloyd, they laughed at it. They're like, "There's no way." He's like, and, and "If that even comes out, there, I guess an excuse." So there you go. <laughs> Um, Crager says, hug your family. Tomorrow's no guarantee. Uh, J-Rock, good question here. RIP Mike Leach, how did we not offer Ali Jennings? That's insane. Um, I was told at the end of the day what to take, wasn't high on the board. I think they think they can get better. Uh, also, though, there's some uh, Mississippi State sites said there's some grade issues. I, I don't understand quite. Yeah, maybe, you know, because he's going to Virginia Tech, maybe because Old Dominion is an in-state school that they you can transfer credits easier within the state system, I would guess, uh, and maybe to another place like Mississippi or South Carolina, it didn't work. Now, now my Carolina contacts didn't say anything about grades. They just said at the end of the day, he just wasn't a guy. And so I was like, okay, well, that's fine. I do think they're going to get some good receivers, though, in the, in the portal. Uh, all that good stuff. 76 says, perspective is everything. Love your family, friends, even those that hate you. Well, I got some hate on Twitter, didn't I, Phil? Yeah, man. You know, the haters man. are everywhere. So, but yeah, yeah. But I agree, that? 76. That's as, I, as I've grown and matured, that's that's my philosophy. It's just like, that. Ah, love them all. Love them. Yeah. Just that, that's it. James says, do we know when we will introduce our new OC and when we will be on campus? What do you think the first press conference will be? I would anticipate that that would be this week. Mm -hmm. um, as of last night, the contact I spoke with did not know when Bloggins would start, be on the road recruiting, whatever. I think that's for Beamer to all figure out. I, uh, you know, I don't know. Cocky and Saluda says, "Do we know if Bloggins will be bringing any assistance with him?" Travis says, "What assistance?" Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, if you're asking, is there a chance anybody else off the Arkansas staff is on the South Carolina staff next year? I think maybe for sure. Not, not maybe for sure. That's maybe for sure. It's an oxymoron, but maybe, uh, I think it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, James says Leach was a national treasure and a legend. What a coaching tree he left behind. That's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. everybody, you know, all that good stuff. Um, Joel, realistic Joel, very sad day. Mike Leach was a gift to all of us. RIP to one of the greatest men in college football. I agree, realistic Joel. Brendan's flying the pirate flag, the Jolly Roger. Got to get that. That's up. right, mm -hmm. man. That's awesome. I may, I may do something like that. Um, I am the late Stone says my favorite's the fat little girlfriend take. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. <laughs> oh, James has a great one. I don't know why men go to bars to meet women. Go to Target. The female to male ratio is 10 to 1, and they're already looking for things they don't need. <laughs> oh, <that's classic. laughs> Rodney says, prayers up for Coach's family. JC, you're right. When it's your time, just be ready. No redos. Uh, Clarence says, any upside to the Loggins hire? 
There's some recruiting upside. Um, Trey Knox, who, I mean, Phil, we talked about Trey Knox on the show before the Arkansas game. Uh, Arkansas is very talented tight end. He's in the portal. There's a crystal ball pick for South Carolina, so I can kind of read the read between the lines there. Um, so, you know, that's good because Carolina needs tight ends. And there's some info on that, too. There's a uh, a lot of different tight ends. I think the Gamecocks will, will be in, in too. Saunders says, you think the Marshawn Lloyd meltdown was bad? Wait until after the bowl game to really see portal meltdowns. I just don't know if that's going to happen, man. I mean, maybe. Um, Joey I don't says, know. I mean, because it was, you know, with the new coordinator being announced, if they're angry about it, why play in the bowl game? I mean, you know, yeah. what are you going to showcase in that game? Exactly, man. Exactly. So that's, that's the deal there. Um, all right. Moving forward here. And we got to get to a quick break. Uh, Joey says, I understand NIL is a thing, but Marshawn Lloyd was supported through injuries in a down second year by the university and fans. I'm sure that cost wasn't cheap. Oh, well, next man up. And here's the thing, too. I don't want y'all to think that Marshawn Lloyd was not making any money. Hmm. I mean, hell, I bought, like, I didn't even like the Uno stuff because it, it, it just for me, you know, personally, uh, I thought it was just not something I would wear. But, hell, I bought two or three sweatshirts, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that, that was Marshawn's clothing line. It came with a nice note. It was professional and stuff. I mean, just – I'm just not, I just don't wear butterflies and stuff. You know, I'm not a big butterfly guy. Butterfly, butterfly. You, you remember that song? Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Is it you're my butterfly? butterfly sugar, sugar. Baby. That may be the worst freaking song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and and what, 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 what's, it, what's, the, what's the artist, Phil? We got to find the, the Come, My Lady artist because he's awful too. I mean, it was just. I was like, this song is a, a train wreck. Um, and and uh, I'll be what just. Is it? Is it cra- crazy town. Crazy town. <laughs> That's just like, like, I mean, you're sitting around, man. All right, so and so they're all rehearsing. It's like, come on, lady, come, come on, lady. Like, you know what you call our band? Crazy town, because we're crazy. Crazy town. Crazy That's what town. This song is. <laughs> the crazy town fan club tonight. Come, my lady. Uh, there's also a song by Limp Biscuit called Come, my lady. I bet that one's a little different. Maybe it's a cover. Yeah. <laughs> Limp Biscuit covering Crazy Town. That's amazing. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. But yeah, every, every time I saw the sweatshirt, I thought about that song and I was like, I'll oh, pass on wearing it today. <laughs> you know, and, but I still bought it because it's Marshawn Lloyd. Right, yeah. I mean, you're supporting the players. Then that's what other yeah. people did. Um, Crazy. Stacy says, "Do you think as OC Loggins will have some staff changes or bring some of his own guys?" I, I don't. I don't know that. That's not like that's not definite, but it could happen. I, and I don't think he's gonna. I don't. I don't think he mandated staff changes. Right. I don't think he mandated mm-hmm. staff changes. Clarence says, "Any truth to Emin Warre rumor?" No. Uh, based on conversations last night uh i think I, I my theory is i talked about somebody from the defense leaving and that people would crap their pants and what i meant was it's a, it's a player that's a good player but it's it's not if it comes to fruition uh it'll be about the the amount of nil money that uh <laughs> some other school forked over uh based on what i i said that but it's not nick him and because 
quite frankly, uh, if, if a school got Nick him and worry for this amount, it would probably be a bargain <laughs> just yeah, to be honest. But, uh, I, uh, those of you that have given to Carolina rise and, and said, him and worry, get him. I mean, that's easy. I can, I can give him a deal and, uh, I'm trying to get in touch with him to do so. So, uh, put a little Christmas cash that you guys have generously put into Carolina rise, put that in his pocket. Um, Uno's leaving is all about money, Rick said. Uh, Matt says, J.C. Lloyd and Bell's family on Twitter seem to imply something's going on inside that building. Is there anything to that or just disgruntled exes? What the? I don't know what's going on inside the building. I mean, what? Uh, all we hear about is the great culture there. And and if you look at the facts, you know, Carolina, yes, it's unfortunate Bell and Lloyd left, but Carolina hasn't uh, had massive, massive attrition like some other schools. No, I mean, you're still like, there's only one school in the SEC who has less transfers than South Carolina, and that would be Georgia with one. And they're in the national championship. And imagine that. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's leaving Georgia right now. They're like, I want that ring, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but um, I don't know. You know, Will said, weird to be recruiting transfers to South Carolina. Less than 12 hours later, you're gone. Something fishy happened. I agree. Also, Jaheim Bell was selling T-shirts five hours before he was gone, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just crazy. I don't know, you know, I don't know. We do need to hit a break here, JC. But before we leave, oh, the, sorry. I, I, the the I, I don't like the letters, right? The the whole I've made the decision to go into the transfer portal letter. Oh yeah. I don't like that. If you're going to the NFL, I could see it a little differently. It's just if you're the just same jumping thing. ship, just jump, go the hell on and get out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, thank, yeah, yeah, it's like thanks to everybody thanks with, that said. Yeah, with that said. Yeah, but all that being said, deuces. <laughs> okay, yeah. Good luck to you. I'm out. Yep. I'm out. Thanks for yeah. looking down for us, and we'll see you later down the line. Yeah, like Zach Pickens not playing in a bowl, you know, some of these guys think they have to protect their investment, which is their bodies. And so I get that. Yeah, that, I, mean, I, I can I, understand that. I, I think it's been blown way up by the media, and I blame the freaking media for it because they encourage it because mm -hmm. uh, they don't like college football. Um, but I get it. I mean, I wasn't one of these people that was mad at Debo uh, about opting out. Everybody killed Will Muschamp because of it. And, I was like, <laughs> no, and it's kind of funny, you know, guys, guys – some of the same things. If if Will Muschamp had lost his, you know, two players like Bell, like Bell and Lloyd, people would have drug him out on the street and shot him. <laughs> you know, uh, people think Beamer's got it bad. Nothing compared to Will. Poor Will. No, he, just, no. he couldn't win, but he kept his players, you know, intact and all that. So we'll hmm. see. All right, so we got a, but yeah, Bell and Lloyd's family. Uh, they look, man. Uh, Bell's family's been chirping the whole time. Lloyd's mom is a good, you know, my understanding is is a pretty good good person. But they have had to meet with her a couple of times and kind of talk her off the ledge. Because look, it, it you can't say that Marshawn Lloyd's career is gone like it was expected to. They, you know, you had four or five beautiful games in this seat this past season that, that it looked like wow, here he goes, and then boom, thigh bruise, he he's out. So. Um, just not, uh, you can't say that it's gone the way he wanted to. Now, I don't know that that's the program's fault, but anyway, uh, sometimes though, if you go through a lot, 
and it gets to be too much. You just want to maybe get a fresh start and see how you do there. I know South Carolina losing those two, uh, like I pointed out, uh, production-wise, if you just cold, hard look at the numbers, uh, Saquandre White and Kevin Harris total yardage-wise last year with a, a worse quarterback situation on a worse team, uh, they had more total yards rushing and receiving combined than Jaheim Bell and uh, Marshawn Lloyd did this year. Now, part of that's usage, you know, obviously. Uh, but it was usage last year, too. We, Zaquandre White was on the bench for games at a time. So so we'll see. Anyway, hit a break. Come right back inside the Gamecast Show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Gamecock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Uh, This is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers. In the soul. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Let's not forget about John Barber. Uh, he'll be on later in the week as well. 803-446-4662 to talk to him about your next outdoor retreat. First hour of the show brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call for your next upstate residential real estate move or purchase as well. 864-414-5271 to get in touch with Cindy. And I put up here our Dowell Loggins. There it is. Get a better view of it. Coordinator search got you stressed. Try it. You might get lucky. <laughs> Either that Dowell or the floor the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy watching hey, your family yeah. rip itself apart during the holiday season. <laughs> Find yourself a quiet corner and crack open a cold Dowell Loggins. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Aunt Beth is really on a roll today. <laughs> Attacking the whole family. I just want to let you know something right now. Punk. Aunt Beth, don't you think you've had too many mimosas this morning? It's brunch, isn't it? When I was a schoolgirl, we get five pictures of mimosas when we used to drink brunch. Your mother used to say I drank too much all our lives. Uh, She just said, nothing's ever good enough for you, is it? Give Give me a turkey leg. I hate this family. <laughs> I hit the dang mic there, so it probably ruined that moment. Anyway, Craig says, fact, Lloyd hadn't contacted anyone surprising. I agree. Um, Titan says, is it true that Montario may get canned? I do not know. I'm not going to speculate on that. 
CK, is it true that Lloyd went no contact with the coaches on Friday or kind of sprung this on everyone, or is that just a silly rumor? No, I actually reported it, um, but that's okay. I mean, not everybody is on the big spur. Uh, Mississippi State should go get Mullen back or Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson's probably somebody to look out for, but if Zach Arnett, their D coordinator, uh, does well, I could see him also getting it. They play in the ReliaQuest Bowl against Illinois. Um. Clarence says, can you speak to Loggins' recruiting ability? Well, there's not like a long track record, but I'll say this. Uh, and I'm, I'm taking the fact that I don't know anything about what this guy's going to do on offense out of it. I'm taking the track record as a coordinator out of it. NFL guys that are in the NFL for like 20 years, when they come back to recruit, they're lost. They're, they're like, what? Who? What? You know, I, I made the analogy about going to the high school cafeteria. This guy's had to be in a high school cafeteria in years. It smells bad. They're like meeting with guidance counselors, people that don't even speak their language. I mean, because uh, they're just all about ball. And so for Loggins to come in and, and not only embrace the recruiting aspect of it at Arkansas, but actually have tangibly good results. Um, and he's got, if you listen to his videos, he's got the personality to do it. Uh, I think it's po- that's very positive. Um, so I, I think, uh, and look, if Trey Knox is already lined up, that's one. <laughs> so, you know, at tight ends, it helps Jody Wright and everybody else. So we'll see sort of how it goes. But I think if you just compartmentalize the recruiting, it's, it is something that's a positive uh, about it. Um, Xavier Manley says, when someone asked if you could hang with one famous person, who would it be? Leach was top three for me. Me too. Yeah. Always wanted to meet him. Yeah. I was talking to Mike Morgan, God, two summers ago, tried to get him on. Uh, I don't know that we actually put in the request. I think we just talked about it. Tad Goes Crazy Town. Song is by Crazy Town. The singer is named Shifty Shellshock. No. No, it isn't. Is it really? Xavier, don't tease me like that. Don't tease me like that. That's right. Let's hold on. <laughs> Arthur Bear goes, hands down, no song is worse than Timber by Keisha. <laughs> oh, my God. His name really is Shifty Shulsh. <laughs> oh, God. You should see uh, this cat. Todd Ellis' favorite song is Come My Lady. Oh, touchdown. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Oh. <laughs> You're a butterfly, pretty baby. You're a pretty baby. Uh, Gamecock fan says, I heard Harbor might not come to USC. Is that true? Well, yeah. I mean, it's always been true. Uh, I don't think, I don't think he's ever, there no, number one, there's no locks in recruiting ever. Number two, there are no locks in recruiting ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he might not come. I mean, you know, it's, it's recruiting. I mean, and when you recruit five star guys like that, it's, uh, the competition is thick. But South Carolina feels good about it. I don't know if Michigan and Maryland maybe feel a little better. but uh, And then he's got Georgia coming up. I mean, long way to go with that one, you know, I think. Uh, Action says, who are some portal JUCO guys we should know about? Well, JUCO, um, we're trying to hold on to Xavier Jada. Uh, Isaiah. Isaiah Jada. Just, sorry, Isaiah Jada. Um Portal-wise, uh, uh, gosh, okay, there's a guy named Jacob Simon. This is also a tight end that's from Sumter, Dalzell, uh, Western Kentucky. He was a Mackey Award uh, semifinalist or something 
at Western Kentucky. Only caught 18 balls last year, uh, but really athletic dude. Uh, played well for the Hill Hilltoppers, so he's a guy to keep an eye on. Um, you know, there's a Keytron Jackson from Arkansas, a receiver, uh, was a top 100 guy. Um, and uh, I think he caught about 19 for Arkansas this year. They were surprised he got in the portal there. He was going to start next year, uh, but he was like a top, you know, four-star guy. I think a top 150 guy out of Texas. That's a guy to keep an eye on for right now. Um, the East Carolina center, yeah, Avery Young, actually ended up signing with Illinois or going to Illinois. Um, so the Gamecocks did not get him there. Uh, Angry Gamecocks says Phil's never had a bad hair day. I agree. No. Been a long uh, time. Travis says Bell and Lloyd's mama are making it sound like Beamer is the toxic one. What would I think Shane Beamer's toxic? What 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 the I, I don't know. I mean we only I've heard a lot of so much about what's going on in these transfers' heads, right? And and yeah. if, and whatever's going on on social media is just a, a just the tip of the iceberg, if you will, about what's actually happening in these families. So yeah. I don't know yeah. if we know or not. Has anybody said anything directly? Cause I haven't seen them say anything directly bad about Beamer. I haven't looked on, um, mm -mm. on Twitter. I don't want to read it really. I'm, I'm just I, yeah. saying, uh, you know, uh, there's always going to be people who are unhappy in any situation in life. Yeah, no doubt. I agree. Maybe one day South Carolina will know how to use the NIL and get off money to pay coaches top pay. I, there's no, uh, there's no issue paying coaches <laughs> at South Carolina. Uh, and I think people forget this too. Will Muschamp had $2 million coordinators for anybody else in the SEC did. Mm -hmm. Travis, uh, Tra Taraj Robinson and BMAC, they'll pay. I mean, it's just like with everything, you, you kind of have a market value. It's, it's funny with coaching because uh, everybody talks about record and stats and, recruiting and all these things that you evaluate coaches on, but the salaries are basically, um, basically uh, about experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of weird, right? Um, and uh, as far as NIL money goes, that, that's got to be something that collectively everybody does. Uh, Courtney says, yes, JC, Nick is a good person. Who is Nick? Oh, Nick. Uh, Nick Harbour. Oh, oh Harvey. Yeah, yeah, I think she's. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I think so. Um, Stacy said, I don't, I don't get opting out and playing in the senior bowl. That's true. And that's kind of become a fad now. You can get hurt there all you want. So, Thomas says, These are paid athletes now make a business decision. They aren't student athletes any longer. They're paid athletes and enrolled as a student. We might as well drop the student requirements. Let's <sighs> not know. say that. Let's not quite say that because then that brings us into a whole world of stuff we don't want to have happen to college football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, still outside money right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Drew said, uh, Drew asked about Allie Jennings. Yeah, and then, like I said, there could be some great issues there, but I was just told, yeah, I got to get better at the end of the day, not a take. Um, and then with Tony Grimes, definitely not a take. They're not going to mess with him. Because the the defensive staff really they they weren't going to promise this kid he could start. I guess that's what he's looking for. Uh, and so, um, you know, uh, he's probably going to go someplace else. <laughs> uh, and they do. And uh, 
because Rick makes the point, you know, they like the young DBs in the program, even the ones redshirting. So we got that. Um, JC and Phil, we should really work on getting Coach O on the show. I'm going to tell you this right now. Make him fun of me on the show. I'll come up there and give him the death stare. I'll eat average jumbo live for a week and work out and pump iron. And then I'll come up and I'll beat him up. Uh, I am the late stone. I have love for Bell and Lloyd, which are the best. Their production can easily be replaced with a more consistent offense. Hope Lloyd finds help and Bell learns to block. Coach O for president, 2024. <laughs> oh, you I only imagine. <laughs> I, hum- I humbly accept your nomination for president of the United States of America. Um, a girl on every arm and a chicken in every pot. <laughs> Rick says Festivus isn't over till George pins me but first we have to have the airing of grievances and I got a lot of problems with you people uh, only by no it says only by merch from seniors the butterfly only by merch from seniors that's awesome although where is that <laughs> JC Saul says JC, you're planning on bringing Trey Biddy back on to talk about Loggins. That'd be a good excuse to get Trey back on, but I'm it would. maybe like next week after the signing. Well, because he's going to be just, he's going to be as swamped as I am. Uh, maybe after the new year, we'll get him to talk about that with Loggins. Um, Crager says Tony still feels good about Harbor. He does. Uh, if their moms are gay, he says, if their moms say Beamer's toxic, then you know they're lying. We're just cycling out the rest of Muschamp's players. Yeah, you know, Gainey, Muschamp's players. All right, so with the exception of Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells, uh, and the freshman safeties, those were all Muschamp's players that, that won, or Muschamp's recruits. They're Beamer's players, though. And they look, they've been at, under Beamer I mean, long enough to where, you know, the Muschamp thing shouldn't have shouldn't have mattered. Um, David said, "What was Beamer's mindset of hiring this under average, inexperienced OC in the college ranks?" I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll elaborate on it after the uh, press conference. Maybe he'll say. Has there been any recruiting movement or commitments coming in for the Gamecocks for the portal? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Trey Knox from Arkansas, tight end, look at him. Uh, Jacob Simon, tight end from Western Kentucky. Katron Jackson, wide receiver from Arkansas. Um, and there'll be some others, too. You know, there's two receivers that are transferring from Charlotte, uh, DeBose and Elijah Spencer, who's from Dutch Fort. Keep an eye on those guys uh, as well. Johnny says, y'all are a trip. Thanks for making my day with Coach O. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, that was good, so I'm – we're going to be back after these messages. Sawyer Nicks, the mental edge, joins us. Probably a good day to talk about grief, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, where gonna, I was going to steer the conversation. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about grief with uh, Sawyer Nicks uh, right now uh, after these messages on the show. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues. And I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. 
Onboard Matt Odom has a low cost, one price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team proud sponsors of inside the gamecocks family vacations a new car a new boat all cost money but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now i help consulting can help you finally get the kids to disney world upgrade the minivan or drop that new boat in the water next summer let daniel and i help consulting consult with you no fees just savings you pay them a percentage of those savings save on essential services credit card fees you name it let them find it these folks are incredible ihelpconsulting.com how can i help i used to be president of the united states and i love the show with phil and jc Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. J.C. Sherbert, Phil Mullinax here with you. The show is brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662 for your next outdoor retreat. And, of course, the first hours of the show brought to you by the Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in Spartanburg. Give Cindy a call for all your upstate residential real estate needs at 864-414-5271. And we're joined now by Sawyer Nix for our Mental Edge this week on the McKellar Enterprises guest line. Sawyer, so obviously with the passing of Coach Leach, we're all kind of in a mournful mood and and right. uh, have had to deal with grief. I know uh, yeah, we've definitely had some uh, grief-inducing moments in my family this past year, uh, some tough times. But uh, what, what good advice can you offer us all here as we, we work through this Uh not just Mike Leach, but uh, perhaps the passing in our own family. Right. Um, a little bit before I kind of answer that question specifically, when I think about Mike Leach, I think about he's one of the people that, and who knows if I'll, you know, get to see him again and, uh, you know, all of that. But he is the guy that lived like there was no tomorrow. He seemed to be the guy that, you know, left it out on the field literally. Uh, figuratively as well, they enjoyed life. And I think that's maybe one lesson that uh, we can all see is maybe three weeks ago, if you would have said a, a major college coach in the SEC is going to be gone immediately um, in the midst of two or three days after an event, uh, I think most people would, no, nah, that's not going to happen. That doesn't happen. It, it does. Um, one of the two certain things that, in life, death and taxes, right? Um, some people get more taxes and, uh, than others, but they're both certain. Uh, and so I think one of the things that we can gather is, is, is celebrate life. I had a um, neighbor growing up. Um, his, his wife just gave birth, uh, and she passed away um, after having a um, you know, C-section had an infection. And, you know, as someone who is in their early 30s getting ready to celebrate their first Christmas with a newborn. And, and imagine just like that, a, a life is gone. So I think one of the things that we can, that I reflect on during this time 
is is that live life to the fullest. We don't know when it's going to be our last. Um, and piggyback on top of that, you know, get a checkup. I have one scheduled in January. Um, this week I schedule it two weeks instead of going the week after Christmas or, or New Year's. I schedule it two weeks to give me a little bit of room to maybe kick a pound or two off. But still, you know, get checkups, take care of yourself. Um, I think it's definitely one. The other thing is for sure, enjoy life, live it to the fullest. That doesn't mean be reckless, but live it to the fullest and, and live it without regrets. And I, and I think that's one thing that I, that I got out of that. Uh, to kind of answer your question, we all go through different stages and have different responses to grief. And there's kind of a, um, a pattern that we typically go through. And, and the first is, is denial. It's like, oh, no, that I can't believe they're they're gone. They're not gone. You know, it's it's not really happening. And, and so sometimes from there, it can lead to some anger, some frustration that they're gone. Uh, it can lead to bargaining. All right, what could I have done if this loved one was still with me? Um, what? How could I have rolled back the clock? Maybe I should have spent more time with them. Um, and that can, can lead into some sadness or, or depression. And the final stage is, is being able to accept it. Um, it's up the loss and that's happening. So to some degree, we all go through those stages when we experience a loss, again, depending on, you know, the person, how close we are to them and, and our perception of that. That's, that's something that we all go through and every person grieves differently. And I think one of the things that we can do is, is understand that, that, some people, they don't have a whole lot of response. Some people are, are very distraught. Some people are guy in between. They're numb. They're depressed. So I think one of the things is that everybody responds differently to grief. And so when someone doesn't respond how we think they should respond, that doesn't mean anything's wrong with them. Um, that doesn't mean that they're not grieving. They're just grieving in their own way. Um, and I think another thing that's really helpful for us to avoid is, is making those comments that don't fit. Um, like, don't feel bad. Like, what do you mean don't feel bad? I feel <laughs> um, or yeah. keep busy. You know, just stay busy. Just stay busy. You'll be all right. Well, that, that's, you know, that, that doesn't help the person feel. That doesn't help them. Staying busy doesn't necessarily help them process their loss or Time heals all wounds. We've heard that, right? Um, time does not heal all wounds. So if you hear people saying that, just like if you're at a funeral home and somebody's next to you and they say it, just elbow them. You know, just just nudge them out of the way. If you hear them saying these these comments, or I know how you feel. Well, mm. you know, we all have different experiences. Yes, we've all had losses, but they're not all the same. And, and even each family member could lose a particular family member. But even within that family, people have different responses and different thoughts and different emotions and feelings. And, you know, the they're no longer in pain. You know, okay. Um, that, that doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make me feel any better. Um, and sometimes it's, oh, I know you're just devastated. And other times it's, well, I'm actually relieved. But, but in the end, we can't project what other people are thinking or feeling. So that's, that's the key moment there is knowing we all respond differently. And what we think should happen or how the other person should respond 
it's just not true, not accurate. So, so be careful and don't be that person that says that. And it's well intended, right? Especially in the South. You know, we have our manners. We bring casseroles to to people's houses after funerals, and um, you know, we show up at the funeral home a lot. Now, of course, that's decreased over the years, but be careful. Even though we're well-meaning and well-intended, being there is is can be really helpful for people. I'm sorry for your loss. I don't have words to say. I want to be here to support you because I love the person that you lost. Or I'm here to support you. I didn't even know the person you lost, but I'm here because you're a coworker, you're a family member. You know, I'm here to support you. And, and I think that's the most important thing is be there and show them that you support, that no magic words are going to make the situation better. Talking with Sawyer Nicks, the mental edge. Um, before we go any further, I did want to thank you for the Mary McCheese poster. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to have it up behind me so people can see it. Uh, I, when you said you're going to send me a poster, Sawyer, I kind of thought, well, it'll probably be one of those nice little sayings, you know, be awesome today or something like that. And, you know, so I went and opened it and I was like, oh, my God, it's Mary McCheese. And it's bad. Too. It's a big old freaking amazing one there. Um, so that's that's the thing there. Um, so, Sawyer, you know, uh, the transfer portal, uh, I don't want to say it bit Carolina, but, man, you know, losing Marshawn Lloyd obviously uh, caused a lot of discussion. I was uh, thinking about uh, the, the commenter on Friday that said he bought the Marshawn Lloyd jersey for his son for Christmas. I was like, oh. Mm. I was like, oops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I bought. I was saying earlier, I bought like some of this, some of this stuff, right? And uh, with the, um, you know, the Uno, the, I don't wear it because I don't wear butterflies. And then we started talking about the band Crazy Town and that song uh, Butterfly, uh, which is all, one of the worst songs ever recorded. But uh, yeah, I mean, so, so there's two parts to this. Uh, you know, we we can sit here and be, you know coddle the, the player and oh well he had to do what's right for him and family and, and that's fine I think that's all valid but what about fans who get mm. invested and emotionally are invested financially are invested and all that I, I know that's not really a personal relationship but it is kind of a loss how, how do you deal with that I mean what what, what should what kind of perspective should we take on, on that? that that's tough i so from my perspective, unless I personally know a player or have a connection, I do not – I don't follow um, individual players on teams as mm -hmm. far as like on college teams. There's a lot of players that have played for Carolina that are great. But I don't – on my social media, I don't follow them. So I don't draw a, a, so much of an attachment to them if, if something happens or they – throw their gear and say, I'm done, you know, yes, I'm upset, but I kind of limit my emotional investment in individual players. Now my investment in the team is a Gamecock fan that that remains pretty high. And again, we still get hurt from that as well, but for individual players, even the best ones, I'll limit how much I invest in them, whether it's financially, emotionally. Um, but, it can be a loss, yes. When it's 
when you're like, this is, this is Mr. Gamecock. He's, he's going to do it for us. And, and all of a sudden something goes sideways um, or they leave as in the case with, with Bell and Lloyd recently, it's hard. And I think it's, you can't replace them exactly. They're individually. Can you replace their production? Possibly, probably in some shape or way. And, and that's what coaches, that's what they'll say. When they have a great player that leaves, they'll acknowledge the loss and say, well, we don't have to replace Joe. We just have to replace Joe's yards, Joe's catches, Joe's touchdowns. And so how the team has the team adjust from there to replace the production, but you can't replace a person um, again, whether it's a, a, a true family member loss or whether it's the loss of a Gamecock, a player that we really, really love and value. You, you can't replace them. And so I think it's just acknowledging, hey, we can't replace them. Yeah, this really bit, this really hurt. And maybe for the next person that steps in, maybe I'll temper my expectations about how loyal they are. You know, that's not to say that we should doubt them and say, well, they don't care about the team because that's not true either. But in the same way, we we need to be careful about how we read individual players and pigeon them and, well, here's what they're thinking, here's what they're doing, and here's what they believe. And I've seen a whole lot of that in the last few days, you know, with the players that have left. Oh, well, here's what they would thought, or here's what they, here's what's wrong with the team, or here's what's wrong with the coach. We don't know any of that stuff. We haven't heard from the players themselves. We don't know. We're just speculating. Um, and so I think just, just being real careful, uh, again, maybe that's a lesson that I'm not saying don't buy a shirt, you know, for the next person that comes along. Um, but you know, they're, they're trends, trends come and go, you know, uh, 80s clothing is, is very, you know, popular right now. Um, a few years ago, it was not another few years. It will be gone. Uh, players come and go and, and they peak and they, they fade and they transfer and they go to the NFL and they get injured. And, uh, and that's just part of the game. Talking with Sawyer next, the middle edge wrapping up here. Uh, signing day, signing period next week, right? And uh, we'll see sort of uh, how everything goes uh, with the Gamecocks recruiting efforts. It'll be the night before signing day. So we'll talk a little bit about life decisions next week if you, if you want to. Uh, by the way, I wanted to let Seth know uh, you won the last prize packet. I got an email from him today. Your shirt came in, so I'm boxing everything up and shipping it to you. Uh, and Sawyer is uh, to thank for that because it was the thankful uh, prize pack. I don't know why the T-shirt took longer than it normally does to get in today at this time, but it did. Uh, anyway, Sawyer, thanks so much, buddy. We're ready yep. to talk to you again tomorrow, and uh, I'll, hopefully I'll have that McCheese uh, Picasso that you sent me up up behind me. All right, good. I hope you all have a great rest of the week. and. Uh... Hopefully it'll be some things we can kind of chew on and, and apply. And, uh, we'll, we'll get through this, this game cut losses, these game cut losses and uh, have a Dow Loggins. Yeah. I'm yes, gonna pour yourself a tall Dow Loggins, Sawyer. <laughs> All right. Have a good right, one, bud. See Thank you. Sawyer next with the mental edge. Happy, happy, happy. And the Nanosports chat box says, I was shaking my head over Marshawn until I realized there's not a team out there that their kids aren't harping in the portal to. Next man up. Alabama lost five offensive linemen. I mean, even for them, that's unnerving. They're like, wait a minute. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Roll tide? What? 
what? Well, five, five, five. You know, even it's if it's one, it, two, three, roll four, tide. That's all of them. <laughs> five, oh, roll tide. Anyway, that's how many you start. But yeah, it's like, hey, well, wait a minute. Um, you know, that's the thing. I mean, so I'm like, you know, it's happening. It's the reality. You have to mitigate it. But what you don't want to do is go too far to, like, the catering to one guy so he won't leave. Because that, that, yeah, that, hurt, yeah. that hurts the team mm-hmm. morale. And I'm telling you what, some of these uh, NIL demands, and it's not happening in Carolina, but other places, it's going to ruin the team morale. I mean, I, I just – look, we're not far enough along in this new era to really uh, know for sure because it's not a large enough sample size. Uh, but Texas A&M and Miami spent a lot of money last offseason on players, and they proceeded to do what they did. I mean, Miami, A&M at least never quit and won their last game. Miami just completely sucked. Just and, it was over. Yeah. Didn't even tr- they didn't even try half the time. So, you know, And yet, you know, the whole narrative down there, uh, and it, it sucks for Mario Cristobal, is about that Ruiz going to Mr. Ruiz and getting paid, you know. Yeah. Well, you need to probably work a little harder at football, you know. And, and again, I've said before, this is not a sport you can just show up and play. You know, your value in this sport is determined by your your ability to maximize your God given talent. It period. So you know, in the now, can some guys work a little less hard? Oh yeah, yeah. But you have to maximize your talent, and it's just impossible to do that if you if you literally just don't do anything. Uh, and it's hard to motivate college kids, 18-year-olds, that they have to do anything, especially nowadays when it's hard for, to motivate them anyway, <laughs> um, when they got a million dollars in the bank. Yeah. I don't Let's know. take a quick break very quick, JC. We got uh, Michael Bratton here at the top of the hour, and he just hit the uh, oh hit the waiting room. So we're rolling right along here. Take a quick break, and we'll be right back with you. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whoop, whoop, easy. He's got a tire by the tail he has. He better hang on too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper Public Poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine with an Uptown Twist. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside 
all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Go Cox! Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. We're joined now by Michael Bratton at SEC Mike on Twitter. Mike's kind of a sad day across the uh, conference today with the passing of Coach Leach. Any uh, any stories you can offer our audience today about Leach? I mean, how long you got, Phil? Yeah, I know, man. I know. It's like everybody's got these little endearing moments, right? <laughs> yeah, it just my limited interactions with him, just a genuine guy, one of the best out there. And, you know, for years and years, Cousin Shane, my co-host, we've had this show, and he's the only one will play his clips even before he got into the SEC. He was just that unique, and we hope and prayed and hope and prayed he'd make his way to the SEC and – he finally did, and just gone too soon, man. It's it's, it's heartbreaking, for sure. That is, it's uh, it, it's just um, what a colorful individual, you know. Uh, I just uh, I, I just feel like the whole sport lost today, right? And it's a crazy time on top of everything else, man. In college football, this is the, you know, I've built a, largely built a career out of covering the off season, right? Uh, with recruiting and and whatever else I've done, and this is a this is a very trying off season, I think, with the transfer portal. Um, you know, they moved the recruiting signing day back a few years back, and so December's just nuts. Uh, what do you say about kind of what what's going on right now? Well, <laughs> I like some of the moves in theory, JC, but I mean, they they really need to reconstruct all this not just for content guys like you, you and i but uh i mean it's just ridiculous right i i didn't even realize till yesterday we were talking on my show the early signing period is in a week yeah one week i mean i did i and like you said i mean that people like you make a career out of that i i can't even think about that because there's transfer portal there's coaching changes there's bowl games uh you know it's just on and on and on and it just makes no sense now to have high school signing now. I mean, they, they need to do away with that. It was a great idea in theory. But if you're really that committed, you can enroll early. That's what most of the kids are doing anyway. Let them enroll early. I guess that would take away from some of the hat ceremonies and all that. But there's just too much going on. I love the fact that, uh, you know, they made these transfer portal windows because I really hated how – I'm all for players – having the, the freedom that these coaches have uh, to go into the portal and, and change and all that. But it, it doesn't make sense to throw it in on top of all this. I mean, it, mm-hmm. they, they really should do it after bowl games are played. You know, the day after the national championship, open up this portal, have it for a month like they do now. That makes a lot more sense than, than throwing it in here. How, how do you even know? This is something else we were talking yesterday. Like Alabama, what are they going to do at quarterback? 
we assume Bryce Young's going, but do we know that? No. What about Jaden Daniels? Uh, what if you think you're going to Florida to be a quarterback and then all of a sudden Alabama opens up? You know, it, it's going to do the dominoes. We could say the same thing about Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. Uh, and that's not to rush their decisions, but it's almost like we need these now more than ever because, because of this portal window. It's just – it's insane. And like I said, all this I think was good intentioned, but – Dropping it all on our lap here, it, it, it just it's just it's foolish is what it is. Yeah, I think the issue with the national championship game would be like guys that want to transfer and come in for spring. You know, what do you do? Like, what do you do with those guys if you if you wait until the national championship game? Because that's basically going to be a week until most schools start. So you don't have that much time. But uh I don't know. That that would be my only concern with that. I certainly don't like it all being right now. I mean, that's, uh, you know, because there's really going to be not, not much to do in January, <laughs> you know, uh, right. from a coaching standpoint. You're getting it all done now, but you got Christmas, you got bowls, you got everything else. I mean, you couldn't pay me to be a college coach right now and have to do all this. Yeah, and again, we've not really even hit on coordinators, staffings, and yeah. things of that nature, but how – I know that's seemingly been an issue at South Carolina. I mean, you got to, you, you kind of got to recruit the guys you got. You got to go out here and recruit coaches now. And then you, oh yeah. Then you got to do high school recruiting and now you got to do portal recruiting. I mean, I, Hey, these guys get paid a lot of money. They're making, they're, yeah. they're earning it these couple of weeks. Cause I don't know how they're doing time management. I really don't. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Okay. So, um, first and foremost, um, uh, we haven't had you on since South Carolina played Tennessee. How is cousin Shane? <laughs> well, he wanted me to relay to you, JC. He's fine being everybody's signature win after a <laughs> decade of uh, just <laughs> despair on Rocky Top. You know what? Yeah, I, I think a lot of Gamecock fans are, are now going to be pulling for the Vols in the Orange Bowl. Um, because you know, and, and about that, you know, I thought that Tennessee win was absolutely huge. I just sat there kind of stunned the whole night, but then the follow it up and beat Clemson, you know, that, that, that's sort of something I think the fan base, because the day after that happened, Marcus Satterfield leaves, everybody goes into off season mode. I think a lot of folks are still kind of numb about it. They, they maybe like it didn't happen. I mean, I, but I think, you know, just when you look at, the dynamics from the outside of that rivalry and how Clemson's had a leg up for 10 years. I mean, Muschamp and Beamer both since Spurrier left haven't come close until this past, you know, that, that to me uh, is a, maybe an even bigger win uh, than, than beating the balls at home. No, I agree with you, JC. And, and for two reasons, one, it was on the road. It was in death Valley. It's been a house of horrors, but two, I mean, I think South Carolina dominated Spencer Rattler throws a pick six right out the gate. I'm saying, well, thanks for showing up. That didn't do <laughs> he throws a He throws a really bad interception in the end zone. That'll kill you 99% of the time in a big game like that. Didn't deter him. So, I mean, you, you take away a couple mistakes, and, I mean, that, that could have been a 20-point ball game le legitimately. So, uh, I, I mean, that was equally as stunning. I mean, I picked South Carolina going into that one, but – I didn't have much confidence in it. You know, I was just kind of going off what we saw the week before thrashing uh, Tennessee, that that orange crush. That's going to be a memorable time for South Carolina fans for, for decades to come. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was just impressed with just the dominating factor of that all, and and hopefully that has shifted 
that rivalry, uh, you know, moving forward under Shane Beamer. Yeah, they had Notre Dame in the bowl game too. I think that's kind of a cherry on top of the Sunday. Anytime you can beat Notre Dame, I think that's uh, assuming they can beat Notre Dame. I mean, I think that's uh, that's pretty special. Well, okay, so around the SEC, we've had uh, Hugh Freeze get hired at Auburn. You know, I thought Lane Kiffin, Hugh Freeze, I thought there were two guys Auburn should look at, uh, get away from the uh, uh, the let's promote, let's go hire an assistant or promote a former assistant and, you know, whatever they followed to get Chiswick and Malzahn. Uh, and then certainly don't go the Harson route again. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a home run hire. I mean, I know Lee, I know uh, Hugh Freeze has some baggage, right? But uh, I, I thought – Let's put it lightly. Yeah, well, I mean, same school hired Bruce Pearl for basketball, right? So, um, so I mean, I think it's a match made in heaven down there on the Plains. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I like to call Hugh old uh, Gus Malzahn with baggage. We've already alluded to that. But, yeah, I mean, it so far, so good. I, I like what he's doing with his assistants. I, you know, bringing Cadillac back was paramount to his, his success. And I think he's going to be driven – of course, I mean, you got to believe this is going to be his final opportunity in the SEC. He's He wants to rewrite his history. I get all that. But, uh, you know, I've made it no secret. I'm, I'm not a fan of him personally. We've had some run-ins in the past, so I try to be as objective as I can. I think he could do really well. But, you know, I think people look at Hugh Freeze and they say, well, hell, he, he beat Alabama twice. Well, what they don't leave out is he lost to Vanderbilt twice. He lost to Memphis when he had a 10-win team at Ole Miss. This was not like his rebuilding Ole Miss. This was one of his better Ole Miss teams. Uh, He had a losing record in the SEC, and that's not with vacated wins. That's his record with the, uh, you know, the cheating and all that going on. So I'm not totally sold on it being a home run. I think he'll do well. I think I certainly think Nick Saban and Kirby Smart don't like that hire because they got to go up against him. So anytime your two biggest rivals are uh, (laughs) – bothered by who you hired i think you probably made the right decision so it's gonna be interesting and i know i don't know if you guys have heard this or not but i know he and lane kiffin hate each other and they're going back and forth he was trying to steal all his assistance he's trying to steal his quarterback commit right now so hey anytime we get some more drama in the sec i'm all for it absolutely absolutely You know, uh, you had some very pointed things to say about Texas A&M before we had you on before Carolina played the Aggies and beat them. Um, 22 guys have hit the portal. Jimbo's got to hire an OC. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Some, most of the time when I feel this way about a program, they end up turning it around and doing well. I don't know. Your, your thoughts on what's going on in Aggieland? Well, I think more than anything in college football talent, you know, wins a little over 70% of the time. So they're going to have talent advantage, but heck, they've had that for a couple of years and it's not paid off. So uh, what does Jimbo do with the offensive coordinator? That's going to be the story of the offseason there in College Station. I loved, loved the Bobby Petrito speculation. You put, put him on staff with DJ Durkin and Jimbo. I mean, they're going to be getting in fist fights on the sidelines. <laughs> but, hey, you know, all jokes aside, I mean, that could be a brilliant move. Because, you know, Jimbo, he doesn't have to do anything. He's got a fully guaranteed contract. He could sit on his hands and keep losing, and they're going to have to pay him. And that's – I think some people would probably take that route. But So credit him to for thinking outside the box. I think Bobby Petrino is another guy you want to talk about redemption story. Uh, I, I think my favorite Bobby Petrino quote, I'd credit the guy. I can't 
I don't know his name, but I'm sure you guys have seen this. He's tweeted it out. One of his former players said, Bobby Petrino doesn't have a racist bone in his body. That mf hates everybody. So, <laughs> I mean, that's Bobby Petrino right there in a nutshell. I mean, he's, he's a lunatic. He's a psycho, but he's an outstanding play caller, X's and O's. And, uh, I mean, I, I just don't think A&M could do any better than that. That's what they're, that's what they're missing down there. And I think that's Bobby Petrino's only chance at uh, redemption and possibly getting a big-time head coaching job down the line because it ain't going to happen. I don't care how much he wins at Missouri State. No one's paying attention. No doubt, no doubt. And I'll say this, too, the, the styles of offense there that he and Jimbo do. They're, Bobby's a pro – it's a pro-style offense, but he just calls it so well. <laughs> um, I remember the Arkansas game, the, the Missouri State goes up there and all of a sudden it's 17-0, and you're like, what a bunch of great play calls. <laughs> um, he does have that talent, does have that talent. So uh, that should be interesting to follow uh, as well. Um, Georgia got to hand it to him. Another dominant season. Is that your pick to win the national championship? Yeah. I mean, I think it's gotta be everybody's, you know what I mean? Cause this has been just a season of uh, chaos and upsets and, and all that, but the main constant's been Georgia once again, uh, replacing all this defensive talent, essentially no drop off. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not the biggest Stetson Bennett fan. I, that, that's not to discredit him. I think he's a great college quarterback. I don't think he should have been a Heisman finalist. I don't think he's the best player on his team. I don't think he's the best player on his on the offensive side of the ball for Georgia. But he is a clutch player, so we got to give him that. As long as he performs, Georgia has struggled in the red zone, though, to score touchdowns through much of the season. They lead the SEC in field goals in the red zone. If they can't punch it in in the red zone, I think that's essentially their only weakness. I'm not a huge fan of the matchup, them in, in Ohio State. Yeah. I don't you know, I don't know how much Ohio State can realistically score on Georgia, but that's that's how you beat Georgia is is scoring. High scoring game. We saw Bryce Young do it uh last season in the SEC championship game. It's gonna have to be a high scoring shootout style game. I got more confidence in CJ Stroud than I do Stetson Bennett, but again. I got more confidence in that Georgia defense than I do Ohio State defense. So, uh, hopefully, it's a fun game. But, I, yeah, I, I anticipate Georgia is is going to win a, yet another national championship. Talking to somebody, uh, Ohio State guy, though, he said that Ohio State's not built like a Big Ten team anymore. They're very finesse. I think they're soft, quite frankly. Uh, Notre Dame uh, couldn't match up with them talent-wise in the opener, but was just more physical. Um, you know, and, and, and they've played some teams that are quote-unquote physical this year. I think they avoided Illinois. That, that could have been problematic. But, you know, they, like Iowa. Iowa can't score, right? Uh, and so it, it's one of those things um, where I don't think they were challenged physically until Michigan came in. And that M uh, that they wear, is the M was, that, that should be like uh, M for man, because they played man football, dude. Bo Schembechler football, uh, and just beat them. I mean, beat them senseless. I think uh, one one matchup there, Georgia's physicality versus Ohio State could be a problem. Yeah, no doubt, and and that's something that uh, Kirby mentioned. I can't remember if it was uh, after the Georgia Tech game or after the SEC championship, but he was asked essentially, you know, how you guys been able to do this, and he talked about toughness and winning on the road, and that's why you. That's why his program has gone 
uh, two years now, undefeated in the regular season, despite hell, Tennessee found out real quick how tough it is to go to williams Bryce Stadium. Alabama found out how tough it is to go to Neyland Stadium. Again, the one constant in this conference the last two years has been the Georgia Bulldogs. How are they doing it? Physical toughness, that's kind of the M.O. of, of Kirby's Georgia program. And I, frankly, I think that's what's missing from Nick Saban's teams. I think teams used to fear them, and I don't think they quite do anymore. I mean, we, we saw Texas essentially outplay them. We saw Texas A&M come down to a, one of the worst Texas A&M teams in decades, nearly beat them in Tuscaloosa. I, don't, I think Alabama's missing that toughness, and it resides currently in Athens, Georgia. Absolutely. It's like their soul got stolen or something. <laughs> um, all right. So final, final wrapping up here with Michael Bratton from that SEC podcast. Be sure to check that out uh, each and every day. Go subscribe to it. Like them on YouTube, Facebook, wherever. Uh, and nice set, by the way. I like the Beamer Ball koozie. I'm assuming you got that from Chris. Yeah, he uh, sent it to me. Yeah, right behind the, uh, the Gamecock helmet there. That's awesome. We have Chris on every Thursday, so shout out to him. Uh, TSU, TSUS.store, by the way, if you want to buy the Beaver Ball koozie from Chris. Um, Dowell Loggins, you know anything? I know he's been rated the NFL's worst play caller. Ah, man. I know that. But Gosh. Well, Cal, Cal Shanahan was, was yeah. 31st. So, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's don't true. Know. That's true. I mean, I'll tell you this, JC. This is kind of how I kind of have – have kind of made the comparisons. I thought Mel Tucker, you go back, this was several years ago, but he was defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. That's probably the worst NFL defense I've ever seen in my life. I thought, my God, Kirby's hiring this guy to be his defensive coordinator. He's already off to the wrong foot. We know what happened. Mel Tucker, outstanding defensive coordinator, got the Colorado job. Now he's at Michigan State. He's got a $100 million contract. So what happens in the NFL does not – necessarily translate to college football i would also say that uh, in the nfl you're more dependent on a quarterback than ever uh, all the teams that dow loggins was at none of them had a capable quarterback so you could also say that and i i have heard that uh if kendall browse had left arkansas sam Pittman was ready to name dow loggins the offensive coordinator there at arkansas so take that for what it's worth but I don't know. It's interesting because didn't Shane Beamer say, hey, my, my phone's blowing up with all these people reaching out about this coordinator hire. And it, if that were true, Dow Loggins is an interesting, interesting decision. Um, you know, Shane Beamer certainly knows more about football than I do. So I'm not sitting here saying it, it's going to be a disaster necessarily. But let me ask you this, because this is something we debated on my show with all the negativity towards Marcus Satterfield, which a lot of that was warranted. But some of it, maybe a little, uh, maybe went a little too far. You you had players kind of questioning it, fan base and all that. South Carolina, as great of a institution and, and program as it is, it's a, that's one hell of a tough job having to face the SEC, having to face Clemson. They they should have uh, adopted the Kentucky scheduling non conference model years ago, until they got it. You know, until they're winning nine or ten games a year. That that's the route I would have went. But they. They don't. They instead they they put in these trap games that all it does is if you lose them, you know fans are out on the coach. Um, I I don't know. I don't know how attractive that position is. But obviously you would know more than I. And, and the Dow Loggins hire, 
kind of leads me to believe that uh, maybe maybe it wasn't quite as attractive as uh, as Beamer suggested it was. You know, you'd think that uh, from the outside looking in, and it, maybe maybe it turns out that, that we uncover some guys that, that that turned him down. But man, I think I think this was the guy from the beginning. I heard his name, Mike, in um, September after the Georgia game. <sighs> And I didn't know he was. I was like, oh, Arkansas, uh, probably coaches for Kendall's, probably a Browse guy or whatever. Then I looked up his resume, 20 years in the NFL. I'm like, this is going to be and, – and then I was like, nah, there's no way they're going to they, – this guy will be harder to sell than Marcus Satterfield. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe it's, it's the case. Maybe it's not. But uh, we'll find out. I do agree with your point about the NFL. I don't think – I don't think the fact that he wasn't good in the NFL has anything to do with what he could be in college because there's so many guys that that like Steve Wilkes, really pretty good defensive coach in the NFL, atrocious at Missouri, mm-hmm. right? And then you know you mentioned Bobby Petrino earlier, you know, his ball plays and Steve Spurrier's ball plays, they couldn't really dial him up up there. So I I think it's the same sport, different game, you know, to be honest. Uh, same sport, different game is what I say. Yeah. And, and the last thing I would add on that, JC, I, I didn't know who Pete Limbo was. I didn't know who Clayton White was. <laughs> they worked out pretty good too. You know what? Yeah. I mean, yeah, not bad. Yeah. Shane does have a, does get a little track record there. So that's good. Well, Mike, certainly we appreciate all you do. We'll probably not talk to you again until after the holidays. So, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy new year, all that to you and your family and tell cousin Shane, we're sorry down here in Gamecock land that, uh, and we hope he's still taking his walks. I didn't mean to knock him off of, of that. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll see you boys in Knoxville next year. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks Mike. Thanks Appreciate Mike. it. Michael Bratton, that SEC podcast. Always a pleasure to have him on. Right, Phil? Yeah, man. Always, always love it when Mike gets come on. <clears throat> yeah. We pushed real hard for Tennessee week, but they just couldn't make it happen. They were doing a lot of family stuff. So, I guess. Uh, happy to well, have him on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's uh, take a break. First break, second hour, and then we'll be back. More Nana Sports chat box, more discussion. We got some mailbag questions to read too, uh, right here on a sort of a somber day with the passing of Mike Leach on Inside the Game Costa Show. Back after these messages. Hey, man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low, too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah, man, I sure do that, or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks the show you can't handle the truth gamecock nation do you need a place to stay for the big game 
Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with Fan Plans. Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot. All right, my man. Welcome back inside the Gamecocks the show, everybody. Presented to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber a call to discuss your next outdoor retreat or sunroom upgrade to your home, 803-446-4662, as well as the second hour of the show being brought to you by the Burgesson team at Remax at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call or shoot Adam an email at a Burgesson. that's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N, at Remax.net. Oh, man, what a day. Uh, and by the way, no, guys, if yeah. I look distracted, I, I, I put a, a Carolina Rise update up on the Big Spur. We got these posters. Uh, Phil, I'll send you one. Uh, they're 11 by 17, but they got all the pictures from the Clemson game, and uh, we're selling them to raise money. Uh, oh, yeah. You go to person. So, anyway, the, the Carolina Rise inbox, I have it over here, and then I have a tally sheet over here. Because I got to remember to mail these things, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And how many I need to order. So I've been sitting here going back and forth trying to do that. So it's been kind of it's been kind of crazy here today. Crazy. Um, I am consulting mailbag comes in for David. Uh, hey guys, love the show with all the talk regarding the court offensive coordinator. Curious to hear both your thoughts about any possible defensive staff changes. You know, I. I don't know. I can't rule anything out. I don't think there's anything imminent. Um, I, I think a lot of times when things aren't going well, Phil, we, we all sit there and kind of – because we all love coaching searches and stuff and always people want to optimize programs and, and, you know, all that. So I think we we all kind of start speculating. Oh, no, this would be good. This got to be good. This got to be good. When really the head coach's opinion is different. And uh, – right. And, yeah, and they so see that, things that, a little differently than the fan perspective. Yeah, and uh, so then that's um, that's the deal there, um, you know. And I, I think that maybe there's been some speculation <laughs> about the, the defensive changes, uh, and, and my guess is that it could happen, but there's nothing imminent. Same with the running backs coach. For those that keep wanting to ask me about it, 100. 35 times. <laughs> uh, not all, you, nobody's asking 135 times. Everybody asks once, but it's 135 people. So uh, <laughs> that's it there. Uh, yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of like questions, all right. So on, on, on Twitter, like Phil responded to this. So, okay. So somebody that has a Gamecock podcast took a shot at me, I guess, but didn't know what position Lenora Sellers plays. Um, <laughs> You think maybe that's those the guys that wrote that article the Friday before he visited and said he wasn't coming? The ones that uh, said, yeah, he just wasn't coming at all. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I never said he was coming. I said they're in the game. And I, I broke it down on the radio today. They're, you know, they may run into a time, a time problem with him because they can't go visit him at the Shrine Bowl. So they're basically looking at Saturday night and now that's it. 
to go. Oh, they can't go see them while they're at the shrine. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not allowed. So that's uh, that's the thing there. But look, man, I, I could if that's who it was. Bravo for taking your shot, little doggy. But uh, I'm, I'm going to say that he didn't even know what position he played, so come on. Um, so I'll, I'll say this. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I just I just wanted to say um, that, uh, you know, take a shot, whatever. That doesn't make that article correct or you correct on the subject. So <laughs> study up before you're going to take a shot at the big dog, right? I have discovered that yeah. there are a lot of little Gamecock podcasts about um, there are know, just like I, random I, ones. I mean, there's they're all over the place. So there's plenty of plenty of people to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I celebrate that. It's the I call it the Gamecock podcast ecosystem. Yeah, um, you know, and I, I'm not they're not my competition. You know, I, I, I applaud it. I go on Tito's and Chicken with Evan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big E, you know, I, I I go on with Chris on the Spurs Up show. But, yeah, this other guy I was talking about, like, uh, the other guy that responded, the psychopath that responded that had the middle finger. And he was like, yeah. you know, as I asked him, I was like, I think you got me mistaken. No, no, you're a loser, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, if you, if you keep coming after me and lying about me, I may have to kind of take action, right, by the way. And he's like, oh, F your lawyer and F you. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. And then I was like, well, you know, blah, blah. I was like, I'll try, maybe try to turn this guy. Because a lot of times guys, people come, and they just don't know me. They've never been on the big spur. They don't know. It's just uh, a misunderstanding. Yeah. No, what, well, it wasn't. This guy's a lunatic. And then he goes, but the funniest part of it was, I've had different handles, but since at Gamecock football blocked me, then I had to change handles. And I started thinking about it. I was like, so, dude, Gamecock, the, the official Gamecock football account blocked you? Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow. You know, you need to get off Twitter, bro. You know? For real? Um, <laughs> this you might know, not be I your mean, uh, Yeah, yeah you know, I'm, like, I'm like, wow, you're taking a shot at me? Uh, you know? Holy. I mean, hell, we're critical of the program, but neither of us has been blocked. <laughs> I've never been oh, blocked man. by an official account of anybody. No. I mean, you know, um, Marcus Satterfield's wife's the most significant person that block has ever blocked me on Twitter. Like, as, as far as the business goes, certainly had some exes. May have blocked me on Twitter because they just don't want to. I can't stand the pain of looking at him living his life happily. I'm blocking it, man. That's right. I can't live with it. Yeah, so no, I don't have any problem. 76 has too many fans out there parading as insiders because they pop up with money for a podcast. Actually, it doesn't cost that much to do a podcast. You guys know that? Um, now yeah, we have I saw somebody lamenting the fact they didn't have enough money for a podcast. So it was like, you could literally start this up with 200 bucks. Yeah, we have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we now we have overhead because we're kind of a daily show and all that, but. Uh, you know, John Thompson says, if you come at the king, you best not miss. That's right. <laughs> happy, happy, happy says, to know JC is to love him, kind of. And Drew says, who is JC talking about? That's what I'm wondering. Well, well the guy dude, on, we just don't know. The guy on Twitter is just some guy that was just like ripping me. Uh, and I tried to kind of calm it down because of what he said, the things he was saying were just like, uh, I mean, it wasn't legit criticism. It was just like, you've been. 
blacklisted by the university and nobody talks yeah. to you and your name is mud in the football yeah, building. His name is mud in the ops like, building. Yeah. Wow. Really? Um gosh, never knew that, man. But you have that. multiple handles to uh <laughs> Yeah, I block, so you would it, know what's going on in the office like, building. But it's like, oh, but but I've oh, you know you may not know, but I've had multiple handles. If I just had to have a new one because Gamecock football blocked me, I'm like, you know, that's the official, and it's run by the people that work in the ops building. Don't you clown? So uh, anyway, uh, I thought I thought that that was like something this morning because it, it's been a tough day, a tough couple of days going back and forth with my members on the website. And this right. guy just, I mean, it wasn't even legit criticism. Like, oh, JC gets mad at people. That's legit. You know, sometimes on the message board, I sound like a jerk. And I'll be honest, I'm not happy whether I go back and read it. I want to whip my own ass sometimes. Uh, you know, because I, 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 I talk a lot different than I write, right? Um, writing, you know, come across like a complete snobbish, you know, like I said, I'm not, I, I wish I, I just, that's how I write, you know, I can't help it. So that's sometimes I feel like you have to write something like that so that people will understand you. It's kind of like your audience, especially on Twitter, because yeah. you just know when you're dealing with one of those, you know, stuffed shirt, yeah, loaded, you know, self-involved yeah. people that was like, well, let me put this in terms that you will understand. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terms that you will understand. I say, I say, um, you know, it's, I, I could. Legit criticism. Hey, like you don't care for me? Fine, I'm I'm fine with that, man. I just uh, I, I just um, you know I'm not for everybody, nor do I want to be, mm. you know, universally beloved. Because I'm not like that. I'll I'll, I'll disappoint you <laughs> eventually. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll just be honest. I will disappoint you. Uh, I don't want that in my life. But uh, I appreciate the hell out of the people that listen to me and like me and follow my work. It's it's amazing. I, I feel uh, a lot of good feelings for you, you guys. But uh, but so so that was the guy that went after me. The, the guy that the podcaster that they took the shot. I have no idea who it is. None. And, and the and the website at Carolina Faithful was the one that mentioned it. I was like, hey, you, you know. But anyway, so that happens. I was just wondering if anybody out there knew. Uh, Austin says, start using talk to text like Tony. <laughs> that <laughs> was funny. an interesting night. He doesn't catch the edits uh, on that. <laughs> Craig Krager says, send in the clowns. <laughs> um, Tappy Abby Abby says, they're just jealous they can star, that they can star in Proverbs. Oh, you saw Proverbs, did you? <laughs> it's a movie I was in. A movie I was in. Uh, if you get, <laughs> I have an IMDb page. Movie. Also, I was in a Tia. Tia is another one of my classic uh, film things. Um, Papa B says, as Leach famously said after the A and M post game, A and M fans don't like me, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, Stacey asked, are you going to offer Josiah Stewart? I have not heard that at this point. We will see what happens. Uh, KFC says, how good can Braswell be? He can be really good. I, he, he's not a guy, and, and you never know, because, you know, I, I kind of always – I thought Nick Evan Warrior was probably a year away, and DQ Smith was probably two years away, and, you know, you never know, especially kind of now with the running back position being open. But, but I think Braswell's probably like a – a guy that in his second year is going to do a lot of good things. He's really fast, right? Um, you know, and all that good stuff. So, 
Um, keep an eye on him. Noah says, JC, the movie star. Yeah, I went through a little phase there where I was getting some, I was in a Volkswagen commercial. Yeah, one commercials, time. man. Yeah, we're yeah. getting some run, man. The Volkswagen commercial was terrible because they, they, they had a child actress and her parents were there. Her, her parents were there and I had to pick her up and put her on my shoulders and stuff. And I was worried I was going to drop her. So uh, that's funny. Uh, Ooh, NBC Fields never worked with children and animals. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't, they didn't pay me. It was in Charlotte. They only paid me 200 and something dollars to drive up. There was only four hours of work. So it's no, that's not bad. Uh, Jared says, checking other team's message boards this weekend, JC. One person said you were a sunshine pumper. I made a screen grab of it. Ha-ha. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh, the sunshine pumping thing. I, was, I haven't pumped any sunshine about this higher. But I found this. That when people are all right, so when when your fans are mad, like the, your audience is mad, and you say anything that is not over the top negative, they think you're sunshine pumping. When mm -hmm. other schools want to make fun of your program and cause your and you want your program to uh, have despair and humiliation and all that. If you say anything that, that kind of is like, oh, no, things may be okay, which is the reality, then you're sunshine pumping. I'll show you sunshine pumping, man. I, I, I've seen, I mean, I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of examples of that um, in, in it really in other markets that you guys are familiar with. So... No, oh, this is interesting. I'm sorry. There's a lot I of that goes again. on up here, that's for sure. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to throw anybody under the bus. In there. Oh, I'll be happy uh, to. Yeah, 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 I mean, like... like Did you, you hear know, me out there? <laughs> to me, TigerNet used to, you know, with David Hood, TigerNet is actually the least propaganda. Like it, right. it's, it's actually straightforward, you know. Uh, Papa says, do you think Ray Tanner can up the offer if Mississippi State offers Shane Beamer $7 million a year? It's interesting you say that about Beamer because, you know, his wife's from Starkville, and that's where he met her. And he Can't worked there see with him. Sly Kroom, right? Yeah, worked there with Kroom. Can't see him going back. All the talk about South Carolina's dream job. Papa B says, Kevin's making $8 million a year, so would expect State to be near that. Yeah, but keep in mind, man. Like, okay, so the 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 the, the Kiffin salaries and all that that that's that's for that's because Lane Kiffin was about to go to Auburn, right? So the market drove that. Um, I think that uh, I don't think you know Shane doesn't make a ton at South Carolina right now by comparison. But I, I'm I'm gonna say this. I I don't you know I I don't think that means South Carolina's job is not slotted to go that high if they have to do it. I mean, yeah. there's no question. And I think with Kiffin, though, there's some creative accounting that goes into his mm -hmm. number because of the state of Mississippi's uh, limitations on state employees. So they're having to, like, go check with their accountants and <laughs> figure out which money is like. Yeah, like Colorado trying to pay for Dion. I was like, this might put me in a different tax bracket. <laughs> they don't give tax uh, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It was kind of funny. Colorado was like, we don't have the money yet, but we'll have it to pay his salary. But then they have like $12 million in a collective to go get players. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so yeah, state of Mississippi, Phil, I think the thing is they don't do multi-year contracts. 
So yeah, they can't, can't give them like a ten-year guarantee or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, KFC says, "Are we going to go get again at the tight end from Arkansas?" I feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, all signs on what twenty-four-seven. I think has him. Yeah. Projected to crystal, come here. So crystal ball. Yeah. Uh, Have that with be- your dowel logins. <laughs> <laughs> give me a give me a tall dowel logins with the Traynox sandwich from the Traynox. Well, here's the thing: is that he's going to have to endear himself immediately to this fan base, and the the quickest way for him to actually do that is recruit, recruit his ass off and bring in some of these guys that he's been talking Balls. to over there and just steal them. You know, look look yeah. what I did. Yeah, uh, he's got a good personality. I watched some of his videos. Seems like a likable guy. Mm-hmm. Give me a dollar Loggins now, stout. <laughs> the only thing about that meme I felt a little bad about is he is dressed up like a leprechaun. He does look like it's somebody yeah. mentioned that in the chat box earlier. Our, our, our was boy, like, our, why do you bring Dowell Loggins in? Our boy, our boy Josh, one of our listeners, made it for us. He also made the Satterfield meme a while back. And I asked him, I was like, we could use a Dowell Loggins meme to lighten things up. And, and I was like, uh, then I just, after I put it up, I noticed, I was like, holy crap, that's Dowell Loggins dressed as a leprechaun, and people make fun of his height anyway, and I'm like, ooh, ooh. But hey, not all leprechauns are short, right? No. Me pot of gold? No. And anybody that, can wear a leprechaun costume, JC. What, even if what you're about that? Sport, let me, you know. You remember the leprechaun? Was, was he a leprechaun? Just green. <laughs> Just green. Damn it, Phil. <laughs> uh, you remember the, the leprechaun? Anyway, we'll get to that. I'll, I'll talk about that some other time. The leprechaun news broadcast from Mobile. Is a, everybody see a leprechaun? Everybody see a leprechaun? Say, hey. Uh. Anyway, the danger zone offense. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And it is Loggins, by the way. It's not Logans. It's Loggins. So, uh, I was worried about that because I thought I thought Keith had gotten the scoop on the pronunciation of his name, but I think he just heard it wrong from somewhere. Uh, Logis is like five six man dude is really short, dramatically short. I know. Uh, Justice, who's working at RB one for bowl practice? My guess is Juju McDowell. Yeah, more than likely. I well, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Let me back up. Christian Bill Smith's probably healthy. Yeah, we have not heard anything about CBS, so he's probably, with the time off, able to go and run one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'd love to see it. So, yeah, maybe Bill Smith has a a bowl kind of like Kevin Harris last year. I don't know. All right, we got to get final break in. (laughs) It's it's, uh, 12.44. Yeah, Brian says, that was a hilarious clip. The drawing was the best. The amateur sketch for the Mobile Leprechaun. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Unfreaking believable. Uh, yeah, it does. Bandito says with Loggins, we can call the red zone the danger zone offense. Dangerous. Foot loose and fancy free. Brian says it could be a crack, or Craig says it could be a cat, crackhead. And Tay says, we're getting a leprechaun OC and about to play Notre Dame in a bowl. You can't make this stuff up. Nope. I quite frankly, Tay never thought about it like that. I forgot the Notre Dame angle. Me pot of gold. All right, final break. Back after this. 
If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily property right here in South Carolina, the Burgesson team of Remax at the Lake can help you get to closing fast and easy. Adam and Derek Burgesson both are very proud Gamecocks and are more than happy to assist you with any of your commercial real estate needs all across the state. You can email Adam at aburgesson at remax.net. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net to get your next deal underway. The Burgesson team, proud sponsors of Inside the Gamecocks. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. I've been expecting you, Mr. Powers. Sometime in the near future, there's a good chance I'll move back to my home area of the upstate of South Carolina. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's nobody I would use to help me find a new home except Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane, located in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a diehard Gamecock. 864-414-5271. Give Cindy a call. 864-414-5271. A proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Hey, Mo Cobble here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back. Final segment of the show, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, to discuss your next uh, porch enclosure or outdoor retreat. And second hour of the show, brought to you by Remax at the Lake. The Burgesson team, give Adam or Derek a call. Shoot Adam an email, A Burgesson. That's A B E R G E S O N at Remax.net. Inside the Gamecocks, the show rolls on. Getting, getting some text about the Marshawn Lloyd situation. It's creeping out a little bit. Apparently, it's not the first time he's threatened to transfer and finally went through with it. Uh, you know, it says here some of it was because he didn't get – only got 25 plays against Clemson. I'm like, huh. Well, you were out for – you were out for a month, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. you're not in, you know, not in game shape. So, I don't know. Uh, interesting stuff there. I don't, I don't want to get too far in the weeds on that because even if there were some issues with him that none of us knew about because he, he comes across as a pretty good kid and stuff uh, publicly – uh, it, it just sounds like sour grapes. I mean, I'll, it, it just, even if it's true, it just comes across like, oh, I'm mad that we left. We don't need you anyway. Yeah. So, um, Crager goes, I'm going to get a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want the gold. Give me the gold. Yeah, that leprechaun thing. And then the guy that sold the leprechaun flute, my gosh. 
Uh, Noah says, any chance we land Grayson McCall if Rattler leaves? I'd love to see him in the SEC. Probably not. Yeah, never say never, but I'd say probably not. Uh, and I don't think Rattler – I'm not going to say that right now. I'm not sure Rattler will leave. I mean, I, I think kind of, kind of some of the stuff's, you know, um, up in the air. Jared says, is uh, Lavoisier Carroll uh, at running back? Um, I was kind of wondering, like, you know, I, I, I think Carroll, Amos, little Turbo Miller. Mm-hmm. I just think I see those guys getting some some playing time uh, in the bowl game, especially like if, uh, like, say, Bill Smith's not ready to go. You have to activate some of those guys. I'd be sure, curious yeah. to see what Lavoisier Carroll could do. Yeah, just uh, throw him out there, put in some plays yeah. for him. Yeah, because, I mean, he was a dynamic high school player, wasn't he, J.C.? I mean, yeah. this kid was good. Yeah. Kind of a slasher. I, you know, style-wise, he's probably, as a running back, a lot like Zaquandre White. Hmm. Uh, and, by the way, Zaquandre White could have played corner or DB where Georgia had Carroll or wherever. Um, shoot, I'd, I'd see what he can do. Uh, Nectarios Capillo says, considering what happened to Lattimore in the short career that running backs tend to have, I can't get mad at Marshawn for trying to get paid now. Maybe he should have gone pro, though. I mean, I and it, but you know, depending on the NIL deal that comes up, maybe so. It also may be that Marshawn Lloyd thinks he's going to get a gigantic NIL deal, and he doesn't. <laughs> and he may call up and be like, "Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> so can I have a scholarship yeah. back?" You know, I don't know. Um. Also says doesn't sound like Lloyd was the leader we all thought and heard about. Best of luck to him. Very surprising. I don't know, you know, leader, leader, you know, what's that? I mean, yeah, I, I think I think sometimes when when things are going good, you know, it's easy to show leadership. I think when when there's adversity, maybe not so much. And not everybody, you know, has that. Uh happy, happy, happy wants Twitty, DJ Twitty from Chapman High School to carry the ball. He's looked pretty good the spring game. I'll, I'll never forget spring game. Looked pretty powerful, all that. And I, I think they're gonna have Nate Atkins in the backfield quite a bit against Notre Dame too, just like they did again. And see, that's the thing. I mean, if that's true, and Lloyd was mad about his snaps against Clemson, I mean, by that point the offense had evolved. You, you got Jaheim and uh, you know Nate doing different things, passing and protecting wise that. You know, maybe Marshawn's not all that good at any, you know. So anyway, uh, Jared says, you guys here in shady business for Florida State tampering, et cetera. Now, and, and I saw somebody mention Florida State, like they're mad because Bell went there or whatever. I, yeah, I, that, that's probably not happening. I think they do a good job of keeping up with the portal and watching other teams and stuff. And I think that's all it is. I, I don't think there's any tampering going on uh, with FSU. Um, Craig says Omega Blake looks great in person, great size. What's his deal, JC? Probably, uh, I don't know, probably not that good right now. <laughs> maybe he needs to change positions. Maybe, um, Mark says RIP Mike Leach air raid. Uh, Josh Rickley says, I've seen a Georgia article written about them saying Lloyd would be a fit, even though their backfield is stout. Well, you know, if you think about well, if he's mad about his plays, you know, he ain't going to get as many of Georgia, but you could stay healthy and make big plays. Yeah, I talked to a couple of Georgia contacts last night. They didn't 
they didn't necessarily jump up and down. And these are people like above the internet level. Um, they didn't exactly jump up and down. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. If he goes to Georgia, he goes to Georgia. They'll just have seven backs instead of six. Uh, Nictarios Capilos, isn't Bell from Valdosta, North Florida area? FSU's close home. Yeah, he played ball mm-hmm. in Valdosta, at Valdosta. He's from Lake City, Florida. So that whole I-75 area right there, FSU is close home. And I'm telling you, him ending up at FSU is not a bad thing. I think I think him going to Florida would have been kind of like a, eh, you know, and that was the big rumor. So, you know, John says half of Marshawn's yardage this year came in against Charlotte and SC State. Replacing those yards would not be difficult. Now, nah, like like they pointed out to me, their production, like Carolina's Carolina lost more production as receiving yards and rushing yards after 2021 when Kevin Harris as a Quandre White left than they would with, with Marshawn uh, and Jaheim leaving uh, total, which is surprising. A lot of that has to do with the good old sad attack, yeah, and then yeah. the the selective uh, targeting and all that. But uh, yeah, million plays and twenty personnel groupings will one million that. plays. Come but that's why I don't believe his playing time really affected his decision, JC, because it was like obviously the Satterfield experience is over, right? I mean, and somebody else is going to come in. Yeah. And you would be a key cog in whatever offense they were putting together. And I just, I don't believe that. I'm not on by that. Uh, and, you know, people could, again, you know, as, as sometimes we, I, I think we forget that there's human beings playing this game and coaching right. this game. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this, if, if that, that text I got is true and he threatened to transfer multiple times before over piddly stuff. And finally, if you get toward the end, and you're you hear it like you know people just you snap like you hear it one more time and you're like go just get out go you know because yeah. I mean it's better to just turn somebody loose than to have somebody threaten to leave all the time yeah. you know because you can't operate that way no because um, I mean yeah that that definitely will defile the culture that you're putting together there it's like you know that's a cancer in the locker room you can't have that yeah so I don't I don't know I I'd, I'd I'd hope to think that maybe it was just time for both parties to move on or, or something or time for, you know, Marshawn goes and gets a great deal somewhere. Uh, hate that I bought those Uno sweatshirts. I don't know. Maybe I'll give them. I mean, there's a nice, uh, you can give clothes away to the, to the goodwill. That's probably Take what to I the did. rescue mission. Yeah. Something well, up there. Yeah. Long before she met yours, truly the fiance brought, bought a Clemson sweatshirt because she thought it looked pretty. And so maybe that's gonna go. Maybe that and the Uno sweatshirts. Cause I mean, look, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't mind people wearing clubs. I'm not real. I'm not. I'm not that much into the rivalry. But I mean, we do have children here. <laughs> Our children. Here. You, you don't. You don't want to. You don't want them to be exposed to that. No. <laughs> anyway, but that that's kind of funny. Um, you know. Josh says the first time things like that are said, threatened by a player, that cancer sets in. Yeah. It does. It does. I mean, yeah. And, and you know, and look, it's more common now than you think. But uh, I just, um, I mean, I think, I think if there comes a point where any human being just can't take it anymore. Just like what you know, because I mean, there's, there's used to be this guy, that, and I'm not going to name his name. I don't know if you guys, he's in, he's in my business, but. I'm not sure if you guys will be familiar with him or not. 
And he he would always like no raise was no no raise was satisfactory because it would always be something you know you bump him up 10, 15 grand a year you know oh my god well hey we'll probably have a baby I just I kind of you know and he'd sit there and talk to other people about job leverage and 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 at some point in our business well, there was just rivals and scout and ESPN was kind of just getting into it, it was us and scout. You know, you, you kind of sit there and, you, you know, when there's just two players, you don't want them to go to the other team, right? Well, two teams, you don't want to go to the other team. And so, you know, I'd bump him up and then, oh, we're having a baby. you bump him up again and be like, oh, my God. And then one night he called my boss who was negotiating the deal and he heard this heavy breathing uh, and stuff. And, and he's like, oh, I'm at the grocery store, third shift, stacking, stacking flour. <laughs> Trying to find out he'd never worked at the grocery store. He was like literally like doing a little play, you know, where wow. he'd stack flour, you know, like like making the noise. And, and I'm like, wow, you know. Uh, and so that's a you, lot of effort, man. That's you gotta applaud that. Gotta admire it, right? <laughs> but but, but fi- the final verdict was the last time uh you know, and he was told this will be the last time you get the rent. We've taken care of you, man. We know you do a great job, but come on. And the last time I was like, nah, bye, get out. And by the way, you're you're fired. See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> it's like the the Ari Gold in um in uh Entourage where he goes in and he's like, you know, oh here, read this for me off the board. Get the out. Get out. <laughs> I love that line. I love that scene. Uh, Cynical says, thanks for the show. Also says, his production is easily replaceable, but all we heard about is what a good teammate he is. Holding, transferring over your coach is crazy. It's a money game now. Yeah, I mean, you know, and he may have been a good teammate, maybe not. You just, there's probably, maybe we, you know, and I don't know. Chances are, I, I kind of, there's some patterns there and some things there that make me maybe, you know, believe that, Maybe he wasn't, but I also think maybe sometimes we label guys good teammates and good human beings and stuff like that. And uh, if you read anything about like what Marcus Lattimore says, that's tough to live up to. That's tough to live up to. Uh, And I don't think anybody really lives up to the character that we kind of draw of them um, every every moment of the day. Uh, but that's fine. Craig also lost all respect for Nat, my fiance, because of the Clemson sweatshirt. And he goes, clown. Clown. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to get off here. Thanks to Mike Bratton of that SEC podcast. Also, Sawyer Nicks. He of Mayor McCheese poster bequeathness. Phil, I think you got a poster coming too. Oh, nice. Yeah, your yours just says be excellent, be fantastic. Yeah, mine's yeah, yeah. Yours, hope, yours is what pray love. Nah. Hope, pray love, uh, and all that. So for Phil Mullinax, this is JC Sherbert. We'll have Wednesday on or Wednesday is tomorrow, right? And so our Wednesday show is always Jamie Bradford, JB, yeah. coming on tomorrow. Uh, Chris Phillips Thursday, uh, Friday show with John Barber. Uh, and we'll rock and roll into we'll start talking tomorrow about this recruiting weekend coming up for South Carolina. It's the big one. Um, and we'll get more into all those details. Thanks to all of you in the Nana Sports chat box, all of our sponsors, the IELTS Consulting Mailbag, contributors, that idiot on Twitter that uh, is making stuff up about me and uh, is a crazy person. Hope you get the help you need, bro. 
Uh, and then the anonymous podcast that took the shot at me, uh, that's fine. Uh, I hope you guys uh, are more relevant now because uh, you tried to mess with the big dog. Woo!